The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. We're also brought to you by PrizePix. PrizePix is DFS simplified. Head over to PrizePix.com and use promo code SGP for a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. We're also brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io. That's SoBet.io. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head to betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. everybody welcome to the hockey gambling podcast on the sports gambling podcast network i'm talon jenkins joined with our hosts we have ryan gilbert and joel meyer gentlemen how are we doing tonight doing pretty good talon we got a big 11 game slate on thursday as long as there's no postponement so a lot to get into hopefully we can uh get back on the winning track here well i mentioned last episode that i really needed george to come through and they sure did so oh, i'm uh, a little fat in the wallet so i'm i'm yeah, ready to let, let it loose. Let it loose and uh, get some more damn money. It must be nice because my over missed by two goddamn fucking points and that blocked field goal pretty much kicked me in the ass. So uh, You were lucky to even be close. That game was a dead nut under. <laughs> For real? What was it like? Fuck, I think it was like 13 to like 9 or something going into the half. No, oh, 9 to 6. Yeah, that's ridiculous. The fact that it was even close is crazy, but... <laughs> Anyways, uh, before we get going here, everybody go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. Uh, If you're looking for insight on picks when it comes to anything from hockey like we're doing here, golf, we got the, uh, was it the Sunny Open or some shit happening, kicking off tomorrow actually, so I'm excited for that. Um, Basketball, college hoops, NFL, it's all there, it's the place to go, Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. Uh, Log on, check out, see what you got, and uh, win some money, and of course... This group has been lighting it up the past couple days. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network Slack channel, especially the hockey group, get in there, download the Slack, join the hockey channel, come talk to us. Ryan's always in there posting player props. Joel's talking shit. I'll post some KHL stuff or just have a good time. Maybe my my big old Leafs cat that's always dancing around whenever Toronto does well for me. I fucking love that gif. Join the Slack group. That's the place to be. Shout out to all of our pals and friends in the Slack channel. Yeah, we've seen a lot of new faces there in the Hockey Slack channel, and we've seen seen our uh, podcast downloads go up. So also uh, make sure you subscribe to the Hockey Gambling Podcast feed. 
wherever you listen to your podcast. You can just search for Hockey Gambling Podcast. If that's on Apple, you can go to sg.pn slash hockey. If it's on Spotify, you can go to sg.pn slash hockey s. Go ahead, subscribe, rate, review. You know, give us five stars. It, it helps us grow so we can all try to win some money together. All right. We'll jump right into our uh, last week's, or I should say last week, last show's uh, Mortal Locks, Dogs, and Totals here. Ryan, I don't know what the fuck we're going to do. Joel keeps kicking our ass here. We're going to do this like a game, like a round of golf. When Joel does well, he can go first. Joel, if you want to jump into it. <laughs> uh, yeah, my lock was the, the Penguins there. Minus 145 against the Ducks. That was an easy winner. I got lucky, too, because uh, Malkin was announced in during the day. So the line jumped to like minus 180. So that was nice. But unfortunately, my dog uh, got voided because of the Canes and... Uh, Flyers game got postponed. Uh, that was unfortunate because I was really confident in that one. Uh, it was a minus one and a half, plus 125. And then the total was an all, another easy one, uh, over six, minus 120 between the Panthers and the Flames, or the Panthers and the Canucks. And, yeah, there was three goals in the first period and yeah, just kept scoring goals from there on out. So, uh, yeah, I hope to keep it rolling for going forward. Yeah, my lock, uh, I thought I had a good price on the Jackets at minus 105. The line moved. They were minus 115, minus 120 by puck drop. thought I had a, had a good comeback there, but, you know, they they couldn't get it done against the Blackhawks, so I lost my lock there. My dog, though, the Nashville Predators, came through for me, plus 135 in overtime against Colorado. I As soon as Colorado tied it, I was like, shit, they're going to somehow pull this <laughs> out. But UC Saros, Matthew Shane got it done in overtime. And like Joel, my, my total was voided the Hurricanes Flyers over five and a half. I felt like I was a pretty good bet, so I'm kind of disappointed it was it was voided. But, you know, we're going to keep it going this week. All right. Before I jump into this, I'm going to start something off here. Boys, it was a brisk, a brisk, chilly, minus 20 degrees in Toronto last night when these games were being played. Ryan, I don't know what that is and whatever fairy tale Fahrenheit <laughs> you guys have going on in the States. But to the rest of the world... It was minus 20 degrees in Toronto last night. It was fucking cold. The only thing colder have been my goddamn picks lately, okay? <laughs> I'm going to start off my dog, Anaheim, uh, Moneyline versus Pittsburgh, plus 125. Didn't even have a chance. Joel called that one. Pittsburgh's being a fucking wagon right now. Anaheim got blown out of the water at home. That sucked. Nashville, Colorado for my total at under 6.5 at uh, minus 115. Fucking ridiculous. I didn't get to watch the game. It was a little late. I was in bed. It was past my bedtime. But still, I woke up and I saw what, like, fucking like seven or eight goals. I'm like, shit, this sucks. Didn't even come close to hitting and the line was at 6.5. Now, there is a silver lining, gentlemen. We have a light at the end of the fucking tunnel here. When it came to my lock, the fucking Toronto Maple Leafs beat the fake-ass Vegas Golden Knights minus 105. I don't care if it went to a shootout. It still counts. Leafs are a wagon. Vegas is fake, still not making the playoffs. At least I went one for three. I'm happy with my boys in blue. And with that being said, we'll move down to our NHL news and discussion. Uh, truth be told, guys, nothing much has really happened in the past, what, day and a half since we last spoke. But we got a couple things here that we can talk about. Uh, word out of the Las Vegas Golden Knights camp. And there was some video showing that Jack Eichel is back with the team here, skating and practicing. He is in a red no contact jersey. His expected return date is in February. Now, this could kind of say everything I just said about Vegas and throw it out the window. <laughs> but uh, what do you guys think? Is Jack Eichel going to be a, a pretty big add to uh, the Golden Knights here or what? Especially from a gambling point of view. 
Yeah, I'm loving it, especially as, as someone who took the uh, Golden Knights to win the division. And they were thinking on him around plus 110 a few weeks ago. So they're, they're getting Michael healthy. He should be a huge addition for them. I mean, whenever he is fully back to full speed, he'll probably need some time to get there. But by, by March, by April, by the playoffs, definitely he'll be He'll be he'll be going 100. So I mean, they still got Pacioretty injured. They still have Stone. Always seems to be kind of banged up. So there are some injury concerns there overall as a team. But I mean, once they get Eichel, if they are fully healthy, they're gonna be they're gonna be rolling. Yeah, that bet's looking a lot better now, isn't it? After uh, the Flames lost a few games, the Ducks lost a couple, and the Oilers are just falling apart. So uh, I hope people listen to us. Uh, betting the Knights at plus 110 to in the Pacific, and uh, Jack Heichel will only help that, especially when Pacioretty comes back too. That scoring should come back together. Uh, you know, they lost a couple games recently, but uh, it's just a short-term thing. They'll be they'll be back rolling soon enough with or without Eichel. Okay, now, how the fuck are they going to make this work with the cap, right? Like, Pacioretty, I'm looking at the cap friendly right now. It says they're currently projected space 2.5 mil. Pacioretty makes seven mil when he comes back. Is Shea Theodore hurt? For some reason, he's on their non-roster. I don't even know what that fucking means. Yeah, I think he's on COVID. I think that's. A, I think he was added to COVID protocol along with Nicholas Wall yesterday or two days ago. Okay, and Nolan Patrick as well. It looks like. Mm-hmm. Like, what are they just banking on somebody getting injured here? Or what the fuck's going on? I think yeah. they'll probably look into trading either Riley Smith, who has a $5 million cap hit and is a pending free agent, or Evgeny Dadunov, who's a $5 million cap hit. But still, that's not enough to fit Pacioretty and Eichel. So they may have to do some uh, kind of cap manipulation there. Just the cap doesn't exist in Vegas or what? <laughs> what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, you know? If you're going over the cap, that's fine. Yeah, so they're actually going to end up paying a lot more than what they paid to Buffalo because teams will know that they uh, they can get Riley Smith for cheap, you know, pending free agent, and uh, mm-hmm. Vegas need to move him. And they'll have to lose more than him, too, because even without Riley Smith, uh, they'll still move to, need to move some other guys to uh, get out from under the cap. So long-term, I don't think that deal will work out, but uh, if, if Eichel can help them win a cup in the next uh, two or three years, it'll be worth it. Very true. Now, I'm maybe putting you guys on the spot here. What the fuck is Alec Martinez's deal? I know he's on the IR right now. It looks like long-term injured reserve. Modified no-move clause, and he's making 5.25 against the cap for the next three years, and he's 34 years old. That's looking a little bit ugly. Yeah, he had a face injury, and then he was placed on the COVID list. I don't know if he had like a broken jaw or something. I know Dougie Hamilton had that. So you're ugly, and you got COVID. <sighs> yeah, he suffered a facial injury on November 11th, so almost two months now. Yeah, January 12th. So Holy he's out for a while. When you block as many pocks as he does, you're going to get hurt. <laughs> All right. Well, it's uh, it's interesting. We'll have to see and uh, track that and see how things play out in Vegas. And that'll be fun to watch, especially with the trade deadline coming up in the next couple of months here. We'll see what happens. Uh, moving down. Boys, the Ottawa Senators have played one game since December 18th. And it was a, what, 6 nothing shutout against the Toronto Maple Leafs. This team has pretty much played one game in almost a month. I think they play tomorrow. I, I don't know how hard how hard can we fade Ottawa here? Do you fade puck line? Do you do opposite team total? Anything you can do to pretty much make money against Ottawa here? Yeah, take against Ottawa puck line. Maybe take their team total under because they just got shut out. Their one game since then, team total against them. Yeah, just fade Ottawa until they actually show something. 
Yeah, I don't know. It's it's in these spots that Ottawa shows up, right? It's it's when you least expect them. <laughs> That's when they'll destroy all your parlays, <laughs> all your puck lines, all your uh, money line minus four hundred, whatever it's going to be. Uh, Sends they're they're. I'm staying away from that. Uh, uh, spoiler alert, I guess. But uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't trust fitting Ottawa when they're uh, huge dogs like that. I'd rather just stay away from them altogether, or maybe put a few bucks on them because you never know. A reverse puck line, maybe keep it close or end up popping away with a win? No, 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 no. It's got to be all <laughs> or nothing. It's got to be on the money line or nothing. You learned that the hard way with Buffalo versus Tampa, eh? All right. Did. <laughs> um, moving down here, last thing. This is actually some pretty big news here. Boston Bruins officially signed Tuka Rask to an NHL concert or to an NHL contract, rather. And from the sounds of it, he's uh, he's slated to get the start on Thursday against the Flyers here. Yes, should be a uh, rude awakening for him against the Flyers or, or getting healthy here. But, you know, it's good for the Bruins. They're a team that has kind of underperformed the season, as as Joel has talked about, I've talked about. So, them getting Tuukka Rask back should help a lot. I mean, I know Bruins fans haven't been the biggest fan of, of Tuukka Rask in the past. I'm not sure why, because he's a great goalie. So, they're going to be a team to watch moving forward. I mean, maybe check out, check out their futures odds here with Rask coming back. It's going to be a big improvement for them in that. Yeah, they need a goalie because uh, Allmark and Swimmin haven't been it. Uh, they're actually leading the league in terms of expected goals against. It's just because they have shitty goalies keep letting goals in. That they're losing some of these games that they should be winning. So uh, getting Rask back, and if he's uh, back to his old form, uh, Bruins will win a lot more games that they that they should win, deserve to win. Yeah, you uh, you said it right there, but pretty much the only problem they've had so far this season has been goaltending. You know, Olmark hasn't been able to cut it. Swayman... I don't want to say a bit of a disappointment. The guy's still pretty young, I believe, but still uh, just not uh, not up to the hype that everybody thought it could be. So Tuca, we've all seen what he can do. He's a great goalie in the NHL, legendary goalie, potential huge future for a Hall of Famer. It's uh, it's good to have him back. Now, from a Leafs point of view, this fucking sucks because I guarantee you're going to end up playing him first round, and uh, <laughs> who fucking knows what's going to happen from there. But congratulations to all the folks in Boston. Uh, I'm sure once he's back on the ice, compared to what they've seen without him, they'll be happy to have him back between the pipes. College football's championship weekend is behind us, but bowl season is almost upon us. And there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet for tickets to see your favorite team play in their bowl game this winter. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all tickets for not only bowl games, but hockey, NFL, concerts, NBA, and more. There's plenty of bowl games coming up, but there's plenty of hockey games coming up as well. There's some Flyers games I'm looking to go to. I'm going to be checking out TickPick for those tickets there. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge. It That lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their tickets. If you don't believe it, you can find better. if you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. So visit TickPick today at TickPick.com slash SGP. That's TickPick.com slash SGP. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports. From NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. WinBet has some brand new bonuses. 
New users can bet $1 and win $100 on any sport. Plus, you can get up to $1,500 as a free bet on WinBet if you make a first deposit of $20 or more. Whatever your first wager is, WinBet will match it 200%. For example, if you bet $100, you'll get a $200 free bet. The max wager match is $750 for a $1,500 match. Why not use some of those bonuses to bet on our mortal locks this week? Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Have you heard about Price Picks? Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this and I know you will too. Price Picks has the best NHL DFS prop game on the market. They offer more NHL props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as the bottom six grinders. They offer any prop you can think of from shots to goals and everything in between. You can pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections to win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you against the projected numbers. They allow mixed sport entries as well, so you can take the over on a Connor McDavid prop combined with the under on a LeBron James prop in the same entry. You can use the, the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. And PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com and use promo code SGP to get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Or go to your App Store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. All right, boys. We uh, we talked about it earlier. We got an 11-game slate here on Thursday. Uh barring any COVID cancellations, but it's, it's getting pretty late in the night here on Wednesday and we haven't heard anything, so it looks like we'll be good to go. Are you ready to jump into it or what? Let's get it. Okay, okay. We'll start things off here, kicking it off. We have the 7 p.m. slate, the Columbus Blue Jackets against the Carolina Hurricanes. Game itself is in Carolina. Uh, Columbus money line pays off plus 180. Carolina money line minus 225. Carolina on the puck line paying off plus 105. The over-under is set at 6. Over pays minus 115. The under minus 105. Uh, I'll get us going here, boys. Carolina puck line plus 105 is my play here. This is a Canes team. We talked about it from the, one of the very first shows that we had. They're arguably the top team in the league, top team in the East, which is definitely a better uh, conference than the West. And their home record, 13-4-1. I see them just coming home, absolutely beating the fucking wheels off Columbus here, even though I do like Columbus. Yeah, I like Carolina a lot here too. Like everything we said about them for Tuesday in Philadelphia still holds true. They they were in Philly. They must have been frustrated. They didn't, didn't have a chance to play because they were ready. Philly had the had the COVID issues. So I like Carolina a lot here. They're back at home, 11-3-1 home. Columbus 5-11-0 on the road. So they have no regulation losses. So that could be a, that could be a, a look there. Carolina regulation minus 140. But I like the puck line too. Uh, Carolina's won five straight meetings, meetings. They beat the Jackets 7-4 on New Year's Day. The Jackets have lost four of their past five games. All those losses were by at least two goals. Carolina won five straight games before their loss to Florida. All five of those wins were by, by at least two goals. So I'm loving here Carolina puck line or regulation. I'm also looking to the over, too, because Carolina's had five of their past six games go over the total. Columbus has had seven of their past nine go over the total. So there's it, you're trending that way as well. And one final play here, first period over one and a half at minus 130 could be a sneaky play. I've been trying to get more first first period action here. It, the first period's gone over in 
each of the last five Hurricanes games and four of the past five Blue Jackets games. So you could get an early cash there with the over one and a half first period at minus 130. Yeah, big surprise. Also, the Hurricanes here. Uh, Jackets are falling apart. They're sixth worst in terms of expected goals against, and their goalie has not helped them out either. He's at uh, nearly minus seven goals. Saved above expected, which is bottom 10 in the league. Um, the Canes, of course, they're one of two teams with the more than three goals expected per game, five on five. So uh, I don't know how else you look at this game other than at the, the Canes puck line, regulation, my line parlays, team goal, <laughs> however you want. <laughs> That's how I'll be playing this game. Uh, there's no other way to look. You, you can't bet the jackets in this spot. Just bet the Canes any way possible, eh? Yes, sir. All right, guys, moving down again to the 7 p.m. slate here. We have the Vancouver Canucks against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Looks like the game itself is in Tampa Bay. Uh, Vancouver money line face off plus 205. Tampa Bay money line minus 260. Tampa Bay on the puck line minus 105. The over under set at six. Overpaying plus 100. The under minus 120. Uh, Joel, what do you got here, bud? Yeah, the Canucks actually put in a feisty effort against the Panthers the other day. Uh, but uh, it was the cold that kind of let them down. Demko was shaky from the start. He left, let in a few goals on uh, not many shots. And uh, Bobrovsky kind of uh, kept the Panthers in it when the Canucks had the better chances for a while. Um, that said, the Lightning are a wagon. Uh, they're rolling now. They lost to the Bruins, but the Bruins were, you know, putting their chances away. And uh, they were going all out in that game. I think the Lightning are, are uh, in a good spot in this one. Uh, I probably wouldn't be confident enough to to play them, but I would lean that way at this point. Um, just because the the Canucks put in such a good effort that last game, I, I don't know they 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 could shock some people here and beat the Lightning, but uh, it's too close to call either way at these numbers. I completely agree. There. The Lightning are clearly the better team here, but they haven't been in. They've been good recently, but Vancouver did have a good effort last game. They outshot the Panthers 44-26. They outshot the, the uh, Kraken 35-32 before that. So you could see them have, after a frustrating loss in Florida, going to Tampa Bay, putting in a good effort. If I didn't just lose on the puck line, plus one and a half against Tampa and on Vancouver <laughs> on Tuesday, I would say that's a good play here. I may still take it. Uh, Tampa Bay has only covered one and a half, 11 out of 30 times. Vancouver's covered plus one and a half, 16 out of 24 times. So if you can get a good price in the plus one and a half, I, I don't hate that. Maybe like a, get a Vancouver plus two and a half and over five and a half parlay, something like that, just to get like some value here on Vancouver. I, I don't want to take them out right, but I feel like it could be a close game. All right. I uh, I couldn't see the actual line for what I want to bet here. But I'm kind of leaning towards Tampa Bay team total on this one. I know you guys brought up a good point here. Vancouver as a team did play pretty well. Like they said, 44 shots against Sergei Bobrovsky, or Bobrovsky rather, in that Florida game last night. But Thatcher Demko didn't look that great, guys. He's a great goalie, don't get me wrong, but a little bit rusty. They did have a lot of time off. What was it? 26 shots against, 5 goals, uh, 21 saves, a .808 save percentage. So if the Tampa team total is sitting at a 3.5, especially with the firepower they do have up front, I kind of don't hate that play. I don't think this game's going to be as close as you guys might uh, might think, especially after I got burnt with the Buffalo pick on my last uh, my last bet there. I also have 
written down Vancouver is going to get fucked like Florida rappers fucking some bitch in press box from last game. So whatever that means, by all means, factor that into the play too here. Uh, I see the team total over three and a half at minus 135 on MGM right now. So I, I, could, I wish I, it was paying off more, but I'll take that. Yeah. All right. We'll move, uh, we'll move her down again to the 7 p.m. slate here. We have the Philadelphia Flyers against the Boston Bruins. Game itself is in Boston. Looks like Philly money line pays off plus 200. Boston money line minus 250. The Boston Bruins puck line at plus 105 over under set at six. Uh, both over and under paying off minus 110. Ryan, what do you think about your Flyers here, bud? I'm thinking this might be a spot where they could kind of get back on track. They they got Giroux back, they got Konechny back, they got Provorov, they got Sanheim. All the all the key guys that were on the COVID list are are back. So this could be kind of a, a get right spot for them to try to catch Boston off guard. They're they're playing right now Wednesday night at home against Montreal, so it's going to be a back to back for them. It's going to be the return of Tuukka Rask. He hasn't played an AHL game. He has not played a game this season, so he could be a bit rusty. So I like the value there of the Flyers at plus 200. They already beat Boston once this season, 6-3. Boston won the other meeting, 5-2. Both those games were in Philly. This one's in Boston, so we could see a home ice advantage there. I do see value on the Flyers, plus 200. Also, with, with Rask being his first start, you could see Boston try to slow it down, play defensively in front of him. You could see under 6 here, minus 110 as a solid play if, if Hart plays well in Boston in the back-to-back, kind of going for a slower pace. Uh, I got to go the other way here. Uh, <laughs> the, you know, the Flyers are the absolute worst in expected goals against, and the Bruins are the absolute best in expected goals against. So something tells me that uh, there's going to be a lot more chances on the Flyers' end. And even if Rask is rusty, I think that as long as he can be average, they'll have a better shot than with uh, guys like Elmark and Nett. Uh, we'll see what happens today with the Canadians game, but... I would definitely play the Bruins in this spot, even on a back-to-back. Maybe in this case, you wait a little longer and wait for that Ryan's uh, Philly money to come in before you bet the Bruins at a better price. But, uh, yeah, at this point, I'd be all over the Bruins again. They're on a roll right now. They're playing even better than they were early in the season. They're fighting for that playoff spot. Uh, I think that this uh, this is their real turn of the season. Yeah, a couple of good points there brought up from both sides. But I'm uh for this, I'm leaning a little bit towards the over here at six at minus one ten. Um Ryan, you brought up a good point. Philadelphia has a lot of the kind of top guys coming back. What do you say? Konechny, Giroux, uh, mm-hmm. so on, et cetera. And Boston, Tugarask is a great goalie, but fuck, man, it's hard to just jump in, you know, almost halfway through a season here and start facing NHL game-level shots. So there could be a couple goals on either side here. The number set at six. The push is potentially in play if need be. I'm uh, I'm leaning a bit towards the over at minus 110. All right, moving down to the 7.30 p.m. slate here. We have the New Jersey Devils against the New York Islanders and what is probably the most boring but skilled game on the entire slate here. Game itself is in the island. Uh, New Jersey money line paying off plus 170. The Islanders money line minus 215. Uh, New York puck line at plus 120. The over under is set at 5.5. Both over and under paying off minus 110. Uh, for this game, guys, I totally skipped it and forgot to write anything down in my notes. But looking at the field here, New Jersey looks like they're going to be playing. What do you say? Gillies is getting the start. He fucking sucks. Give me the Islanders puck line at plus 120. I'll take the positive money here. 
Yeah, you didn't write many notes for this, or any notes for this game. That was probably the amount of notes is kind of deserved for such a matchup like this. I mean, Devils are four and two oh since the break, but they're one two and oh in the last three. Islanders haven't played since New Year's Day, so that's what 11, 11 days off. They did win their only two games since the break. They beat Buffalo 4-1 and beat Edmonton 3-2 in overtime. I, I like the Islanders here. Minus 215 is is way too big of a line for me, and I don't trust them to kind of cover the puck line there. So I would I would stay away in this one. Maybe look for look for a live betting spot. Yeah, I lead to the Islanders here, but at this price, it's it's not a bet. Uh, I think the better the better spot is the the over. Uh, we have the uh, unheralded John Gillies in net for the Devils, and uh, being third string on a team with uh, Wedgwood and Blackwood, or whatever their goalies are, it's uh, not a good thing. <laughs> and the Islanders, uh, we've seen that. Uh, Teams coming back from a long rest, uh, they're a little they're a little sloppy, right? There's going to be goals scored, uh, even though they have a good goal in Sorokin and a good style structure, all that. I think that there's a potential here for a sneaky over six plus goals. I think is well within reach. Uh, my my play would be uh, over five and a half between the Devils and the Islanders. All right, moving down again to the 7.30 p.m. slot here. We have the Winnipeg Jets against the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, looks like the game itself is in Detroit. Winnipeg money line pays off minus 140. Detroit money line plus 120. The over-under set at 6. Over paying off plus 105. The under minus 125. Fuck. The Jets haven't... They've, they're another team that hasn't played in a while, correct? Yeah, played last Thursday. Last Colorado. Thursday. Fuck, so pretty much a full week off coming off Colorado games. But Detroit, uh, they they look struggling a little bit lately. Now, they did bring it to overtime in their past two games. At minus 140, you almost have to lay the money here on Winnipeg, though, no? Yeah, I, I think that that line should be kind of bigger here. I, I agree with you. It's like a kind of a toss-up with Winnipeg now playing in a while and Detroit not playing very well. But they are back at home now. Uh, they won their last home game 6-2 against San Jose. There's for some reason a much different team at home, 12, 5, and 2 than they are on the road, 4, 11, and 3. But yeah, I still I still lean Winnipeg here, but it's just it's just tough because they haven't played in a week now. I I my two strong bets in this game. Uh, I'm gonna take the Jets <laughs> and I'm gonna take the over six plus one oh five. Uh Jets are sixth in expected goals four, and the Red Wings are still at the bottom. Uh, they're right behind the Flyers there. We expected goals against 5-5. Five and five, And we know the Jets have a pretty good power play as well. So I think they can definitely light the lamp against the, the Wings here. The Wings, they're coming home after a very tough road trip. But, uh, yeah, we, we saw their weaknesses in this team. The the young guys can't carry them, right? They're not used to these 82-game seasons. This is when they begin to tail off, when we enter the dog days of the NHL. And that's that's what's happening. So I, I like the Jets here, even coming off of a almost week break. And the last game we saw them was losing 7-1 against the Avs. I think they're raring to go here. Uh, yeah, all over the Jets, money line, all over the Jets. And the over, I'll, I'll take their uh, team total as well. I don't think that Ned can keep uh, the wet wings in this game. So that's where I'm going. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that seven-one final score on Thursday is kind of what's making this line so so short. But in that game, Colorado scored three power play goals, and Winnipeg was only one for five on the power play. So that could have been a much closer game if, if Winnipeg converted on an, on the, either special teams power play or, or penalty kill. So 
And Winnipeg should be the better team here and should be a bigger favorite, I think. No, that's a that's a good point, man. Like you said, pretty much if you match this up on paper, Winnipeg definitely should walk away with this win here. Even if Detroit is at home, Winnipeg wins goaltending, probably better defensive core, better offensive core, even though Detroit has some talent, but the guys are still pretty young. So at minus 140 here, Winnipeg definitely has to be the play. Uh, moving down to the 8 p.m. slot, the Buffalo Sabres against the Nashville Predators. Game itself is in Smashville. Uh, Buffalo money line pays off plus 238. I don't know if that's a typo on my part or if that's actually the line. Nashville money line pays off minus 300. Uh, Nashville puck line minus 120. The over under is set at six. Uh, over paying off minus 105 and the under minus 115. Uh, Joel, what do you got here, bud? Yeah, after you guys made the foolish pick of the Sabres <laughs> against the Lightning. Just got to keep bringing that up. We know that the Sabres are not good. And it's been proven to us many times now. And that's why this line is minus 300 for the Predators. So that's the, the obvious play there. But, uh, you know, you got to have some balls to uh, spend 300 to make 100. And uh, that's probably a good investment in the end. But uh, <laughs> if you don't have that big of a bankroll... You can go with the regulation here. You can go with the, the puck line, whatever. Uh, that would be my lean. I, I'm not doing that myself. I think the better play is the under six or even the Buffalo team total under two and a half because if Soros plays this game, that that is the condition. If, if Soros does not play this game, I do not want this bet. But if Soros plays Sabres under two and a half, under six, I don't think this the Predators will blow them out like the Lightning did. I think this could be a 4-1 game. 4-2 game at most. Uh, so I think under six and Buffalo team total would be my bet. The only thing causing me pause for the under here is that Aaron Dell is starting for Buffalo. He's allowed five goals three times. He allowed four goals in one period against Boston, one of his other, other appearances. So he's he's not playing well. Buffalo is not playing well. So I, I, Nashville's not a very strong offensive team, but they could pile up the goals here. They've scored five, four, and four in their past three, and scored three in the game before that, and six in the game before that. So maybe look at a Nashville team total here against against Aaron Dell. As Joel said, the, the money line is is kind of crazy here. You can't really take minus 300. Regulations is still minus 170. So puck line here, if anything, or, or Nashville team total. Yeah, uh, you guys pretty much covered it right there. Last game when we picked Buffalo on the reverse puck line against Tampa, they ended up going out and looking like a total sack of shit. So fuck Buffalo. Uh, give me the Preds puck line here, paying off minus 120 to win by two, especially at home. Joel brought up a good point, too. If UC Saros is playing, look towards potential team unders. And uh, yeah, fuck Buffalo. Nashville should smash them. And uh I'm not just saying that because I have Nashville in our playoff pool. So, yeah, go Preds. We're brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. The NFL playoffs are finally here, and prop swappers are cashing in. Like Steve from Tennessee, who last week sold his $250, 101 Patriot Super Bowl ticket for $2,500 on PropSwap. Steve locked in his profit when he turned his $250 bet into $2,500. The buyer got great odds, and the seller made 10 times his bet. PropSwap has thousands of buyers across the country, so you'll always find the best odds and collect the most money for your bets. Hurry and download the free PropSwap app today. PropSwap has fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value, a free activity feed to stay in the know with all the big sales and red-hot tickets for sale, 
a loyalty reward program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash, and a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit, and PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500. Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. We're brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the matchups. You can cash out for gift cards when your bets hit and even help raise money for charity along the way. It's a brand new company looking to grow their early adopter community. It's a slick app and it's fun to use. One of the reasons we love it is they also offer prop betting. So if you're in a state that hasn't legalized gambling yet, you can get in on some prop bets on Better Fantasy. It's totally free to play. Download today for iPhone and Android. Check them out today at betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's B-E-T-T-O-R fantasy.com slash S-G-P-N. Moving down again to the 8 p.m. slate here. We have the Seattle Kraken against the St. Louis Blues. Game itself is in St. Louis. Looks like Seattle money line pays off plus 185. St. Louis money line minus 230. St. Louis puck line sitting at plus 115. The over-under is set at 6. Over paying off minus 105. The under minus 115. Boys, I've taken a lot of puck lines this uh, this show here, but a lot of the matchups have been, you know, leaning a bit one-sided here, and this is one I really do like as well. St. Louis at home, looking pretty goddamn good lately, and the puck line paying off plus money at plus 115, I do like. And keep in mind, Seattle has lost six in a row. Uh, there have been a couple of postponed games in that mix. Four of those six losses have been by two or more goals. So putting them up against a strong St. Louis uh, team here, especially with Seattle on the road, I'm loving this puck line paying off plus 115. Yeah, this is a spot where you just got to continue to to fade the crack, and they haven't really showed anything. We are playing tonight in Dallas, so it will be a back-to-back for them as well. They've lost every game since the break. I mean, they haven't really been all that close either. And and St. Louis has their 14-3-2 at home, 4-1-0 since the break. All their past eight wins were all in regulation. Seven of them, seven of eight were all by two goals. The only one was their big last-minute comeback against Dallas this weekend. So, yeah, you got to you got to take take a lot of puck lines when there's a lot of big favorites on the board. I'm liking the liking the Blues puck line here a lot. You know, I said at the beginning of the year that the Kraken would be an under team. That is not turned out to be the case as they are 22 and 10 to the over. But that said, if you look at the numbers here, the uh, the Kraken are. Sp- Second worst in terms of expected goals for, and they're uh, actually only uh, both seventh in expected goals against. So that should not be the case. They've been let down by the goaltending, but at the same time, they've been scoring goals that perhaps they shouldn't. Uh, their special teams have something to do with that, being bad on the penalty kill and a little above average on the power play. So I like the over here, actually. Uh, the Blues themselves, they're about average in terms of over-unders, but... That depends on how well Bennington's playing because they do give up a lot of chances. Um, so I, I think it's just a continue, continual fade of Grubauer here and the uh, Kraken special teams. Hope that we get a power play goal from them, maybe two against. But uh, I'm also in complete agreement with you guys too. Blues are the side. I like that uh, puck line there at that price. So uh, yeah, we're in agreement on this one. I also want to add in the Kraken are um, 1-4-0 on, on no days rest, which they will be in St. Louis, and all four of their losses were by two goals. So it gives me more confidence in the puck line right there. Love that stat. Thank you, Ryan. All right, moving down to the 8.30 p.m. slot here, we have 
probably maybe the shittiest game on the slate of the night. We got the Montreal Canadiens against the Chicago Blackhawks. Game itself is in Chicago. Uh, looks like Montreal money line pays off plus 145. Chicago money line minus 180. Chicago on the puck line sitting at plus 135. The over under is set of 5.5. Both over and under paying minus 110. All right. In my notes, I got. I'm betting the over under and I got it scratched out three times because I went back and forth on this fucking pick here. I have no idea what I want. This is a game I will not be betting. I will not be watching. I will be paying zero attention to. But if I had to make a pick, kind of leaning towards the over here at 5.5. It's not a high number. You have two shit teams. Uh, defensively, Chicago's at 25th in the league for goals allowed with 3.36. And Montreal's at 29th with 3.62. Now, on the other hand, offensively with goals for Chicago's at 29th with averaging 2.33 and Montreal's last averaging 2.12. But in a ship game, fuck it. Just hope for goals. Give me five point the over 5.5 paying off minus 110. Yeah, this is this is a complete garbage game here. I mean, you have to lean to the Blackhawks. It's a back to back for Montreal. They're two 13 and three on the road. They're one three and oh on the, on zero days rest. Blackhawks have back-to-back wins. Marc-Andre Fleury kind of playing well. But I, I can't take them on the puck line or regulation. Only They have 13 wins this season. Only seven of them were in regulation. Montreal has had a lot of losses in regulation, 19 of their 23. But given that seven of 13 wins in regulation, I can't trust the, the regulation line or the puck line for the Blackhawks. So it would be a total play here. I would lean under. If it was at six, five and a half kind of gives me gives me some pause there. So if I had had to make a play, it'd be the under, but I'm, I'm not very confident in that. This is one where you really need to watch and know the result of the Canadians-Bruins game because if the Canadians manage to scrape out a win against the Bees, I will hammer the Blackhawks. There is no way that the Canadians are winning two games in a row after that emotional <laughs> win. There's no way, okay? But if if they do lose, which is uh, what the line will tell you, uh, then uh, I'm with you guys in that this game is uh, a non-starter. Um, it's hard to, hard to make a pick here. We know that the Blackhawks and the only other players only meeting, Flurry's playing well and all that, but they didn't really they didn't really dominate the Blue Jackets. They just got the the better puck luck and uh, buried their chances. Um, so yeah, I. I wish the money line would be like minus 160. I'd be all over Chicago, but at minus 180, that's a bit too far. So I'm going to have to pass on this one, boys. <laughs> I'll defer. <laughs> on the Bruins just scored. Let's go. As I say, what is it? one nothing Boston now? Yep. Oh, shit. What a mess. All right, moving down to the 9 p.m. slot here. We got the pesky Sens, Ottawa Senders, back in action for the first time or second game in almost a month here against the Calgary Flames. Game itself is in Calgary at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Ottawa money line paying off plus 190. Calgary money line minus 240. Calgary on the puck line paying off minus 120. The over-under is set at six, both over-under paying minus 110. Uh, Ryan, take it away, bud. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, we talked about this when we were discussing the news, and the Senators have played one game since December 18th. They've scored zero goals since then. So you have have to be all over Calgary here, even even at this line of, of minus 240, puck line minus 120. Calgary has had three three straight losses, but they were all, all three tough games. They lost in Florida, in Tampa Bay, and in Carolina, three of the best teams in the league. Now they're back at home. They had, uh, had five days off, four or five days off here. 
looking forward, just licking their chops, waiting for the Senators to come to town. Senators haven't played. They're they're hit with COVID. Calgary's completely healthy. They're just sitting at home, waiting for Ottawa to come in so they can put up some goals. So like we said, bet them whatever way you can. Team total, puck line, regulation. I love Calgary here. Marchand just made a 2-0 Bruins. So. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Good for us there. Uh, as for this game, I don't know. I said everything I said earlier on about the Sens. You know, it's just uh, it's go big or go home in this one. If you like Calgary, just bet a minus two and a half. If you like the Flame or the Senators, just bet them on the money line. Uh, otherwise, actually, the the over is not a bad play given the Senators. Uh, have been off for a while, and uh, you have to think that they're due for some goals after that really poor performance against the the Leafs. I think that they they want to get back for that. Uh, yeah, I mean the Flames—they're typically an under team, but they can score as well. They had some high-scoring games in Florida against the Panthers and Lightning. So, yeah, over six, but my lean here. Otherwise, just uh, if you want to. Get some big plus money. Just go with Ottawa money line or Flames minus two and a half because I think that this is going to be a, a high variance game. It's not going to be, a, you know, Calgary Eats one out or at least that's not worth betting. I think it's it's worth betting. Uh, Calgary wins big or the Senators upset them. Gentlemen, let me tell you right now, I've risked it a lot betting on Ottawa so far this year. Am I ready to go back to the well one more time at plus 190 here when they haven't played one game in almost a fucking month? Will I fucking do it? No, I'm not fucking doing it. Fuck the Sens here. Give me Calgary minus 120 on the puck line alone. Maybe whatever Calgary is in regulation as well. Uh, This is the team, guys, with Calgary. Ryan brought up a great point. They've lost three in a row here to pretty goddamn good teams. They're licking their chops, exactly what Ryan said for this game. We got to go in here. We got to stomp the fucking Sens at home. And then if you look at their next three games, they were supposed to have Vegas on the Saturday. That got postponed. But after that, they got Florida, Edmonton, and St. Louis. Now, Edmonton, I know they've been playing a little bit shaky here, but you never know what dry settled with McDavid. All things considered, those are three decent teams they have coming up. They have to break this streak. They have to get this win so they can feel good going into the weekend to kind of relax, feel good together, kick the fuck out of Ottawa, get ready to take on the Panthers on Tuesday. So give me Calgary on the puck line here, paying off minus 120. If you are someone who likes the safer play, uh, Calgary's 14 of their 17 wins have been in regulation and 18 of Ottawa's 20 losses have been in regulation. So if you just want the regulation, not try to get screwed by a one-goal game, that's probably a good play there. I love that stat. Thank you. And all right, boys, moving down to the 10.30 p.m. slate here. Weird there's no 10 o'clock games, eh? Down to 10.30, we got the New York Rangers against the San Jose Sharks. Game itself is in San Jose. It looks like Rangers' money line pays off minus 125. San Jose money line uh, plus 105. The over-under is set at 5.5. Both over and under paying off minus 110. Let me flip my book over here. Um, I'm kind of liking the Rangers on the money line here at minus uh, 125. Uh, Rangers on the road. They have a record of 3, 7, and 2. And then I believe I saw earlier, let me take a quick little look here. San Jose's on a three-game winning streak, right? So they're feeling pretty hot about themselves. Keep in mind, two of those games were in overtime. All three of those games were one-goal games. 
And all three of them were against the Red Wings, Flyers, and Sabres. Not really strong teams here, if you will say. 3-2 to two against Detroit in overtime, 3-2 to two against Philadelphia in overtime, and 3-2 to two against uh, Buffalo. So New York money line paying off minus 125. I know Gorgiev is expected to get the start here. I still like it. Give me, uh, give me the Rangers paying off minus 125. Yeah, so Starkin seems almost ready to come back. I think he's been on the COVID list for at least a week now. So he could be back. I don't know if they'd start him right away. Even with Gorgiev, like you said, I, I like the Rangers here. San Jose had to go to overtime their past two games against two bad teams. Rangers on the puck line may not be a bad play. They beat Anaheim 4-1. They beat Edmonton 4-1. Beat Tampa 4-0 in their last three wins. San Jose's last two losses, they lost 6-2 to Detroit, 8-5 to Pittsburgh. So, like, when they've played a decent team, they've, they've kind of fallen apart there and given up a few goals. So the Rangers have been giving out shot, though. They were outshot 38-23 in L.A., 35-20 in Vegas, 34-28 at home against Edmonton. Goaltending's kind of bailed them out a little bit, but... Minus 125 on the money line, I, I can't not take that for, for the Rangers, who are one of the most surprising teams this season. Yeah, I got to agree with you guys with the Rangers here. Uh, you know, their underlying numbers aren't great, but that's just a product of how they play. You know, they want to just uh, slow the game down, make the goalie, make the easy saves. That's why Shesterkin's, uh putting up these awesome numbers. And uh, Georgiev is no slouch either. So I think that the Rangers can slow this game down against the, the Sharks, who are, uh, I think, still a bit fraudulent. Even though if you look at these, uh, the money line, the money line <laughs> splits, they're minus 1,372 for $100 bets on the money line. I don't know how that works when they actually have a winning record and they're dogs a lot of times. I don't know how, how that works. That's one of the highest uh, anomalies I've seen. Anyway... The Rangers here are a better team. They have the better goaltending and the better special teams as well. So you got to look at the Rangers in the spot. The Sharks, uh, yeah, they beat some bad teams recently, but uh, against a good team, they'll fall apart. I'm trying to look into it now just to see what it is. I As a little bonus pick here, I don't hate New York in regulation, too, on the Ranger over in. Like it's got to be paying off something half decent, especially if the money line alone is at uh, is at uh. Was it minus 125? So keep that in mind too. Maybe sprinkle maybe a half unit on New York in uh, in regulation, but I do like them on the money line 100%. Since when did sports betting become so rigid? Sports betting is meant to be social. When I picture betting, I picture bootleggers with mustaches tossing bets around in a speakeasy. SoBet is taking the social lineage of betting and putting a modern twist on it by providing a modern platform. SoBet is changing the game with their new product. Head over to SoBet.io and create an account to see for yourself. Through their fully functioning and free web application, you can access a demo of their app, which will launch next fall. The app includes consensus lines from Vegas, a feed of what other people are betting on, and the ability to send friendly wagers to anyone you know via text, QR codes, and links, among other methods. No money is transacted on the app, and it is purely competitive. Next time you're with your friends watching sports, turn the dial up a notch. Go to SoBet.io and see who can hit the most ridiculous bets. Users have the ability to place bets off Vegas odds or generate a bet by changing any metric they want, as long as somebody is on the other side to accept. Let's get back to the roots of betting with SoBet. Go to SoBet.io, that's SoBet.io today, to join the revolution. The SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. 
The app gives you easy access to all our picks and podcasts. Don't forget to toss us an app review and download the SGPN app today. And don't forget, make sure you head over to prizepicks.com and get signed up today to get that 100% deposit bonus using promo code SGP. All right, and moving down here to the final game we have on the slate. Again at 10.30 p.m., we have the Pittsburgh Penguins against the Los Angeles Kings. Game itself is in L.A. Uh, looks like Pittsburgh money line pays off minus 145. L.A. money line plus 125. The over-under set at 5.5, overpaying off minus 120, and the under plus 100. Uh, Ryan, you called this last game here. Pittsburgh's looking like the – or last show. Pittsburgh's looking like the real deal, man. Uh, Tristan Jari's playing absolutely unreal as a team. Pittsburgh's looking pretty goddamn strong. And Evgeny Malkin's back. So look out for Gino here to go and light the lamp. What did he have? Two goals last game or some shit like that? I think he had a goal and assist, yeah. Goal and assist, two points, so not bad. Uh, give me uh, give me Pittsburgh on the money line, minus 145. Yeah, Pittsburgh has been playing really well recently. They, they're back on track. They, they won 10 in a row. They lost 3-2 in Dallas, kind of a tough loss for them. That They won in the Anaheim, won 4-1. But the Kings have played really well, as, as Joel has pointed out on the show, as well as in the Slack. They're playing really well since the break. I mean, they've outshot all their opponents, outshot the Rangers 39-23, 42-21, 48-19, 35-18. So the Kings, they're, they're playing good hockey. I mean, their expected goals for as good as, as the best since the break as well. So I kind of like the Kings here at home as a dog at plus 125. Maybe wait to see if the line moves that way, but the Kings could be a sneaky home dog here. You guys are actually disrespecting Malcolm there. He has two goals and an assist. Uh, um, <laughs> we saw the return. Yeah, we saw the return of the Russians last night with uh, Kucherov getting a hat trick. Right. Uh, he's recently back from injury as well, so uh, good for those guys. Uh, that said, I have to take the Kings here as a dog just because the oh, these are two good teams. We know the Penguins are uh, a force this season. Which I did not see coming personally. Uh, but the Kings are playing some awesome hockey right now. Ever since the break, uh, the last two games especially, uh, they had an 83% chance of winning against the crappy Red Wings and then a 90% chance of winning against the Rangers, who are actually a good team. I know the Penguins are uh, a different breed, but the Kings have uh, shown themselves to be contenders at times this year. Uh, they've, they've lost some games that they should have won, but they've, they've handled the business a lot of times. So I like the Kings here as a dog. Though uh, I think Ryan is on to something there too. You might get some Penguins money, so uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you could get a better price than plus 125 later in the day on Thursday. You guys are fucking high. <laughs> <laughs> all right boys that covers up our thursday slate here uh we got three games on the friday slate at the time of recording uh lines have not been dropped but we'll do the same thing we did last show we'll just run through the three games any uh, potential bets that we are looking out for here we'll start things off at the 7 p.m slate we have the dallas stars against the florida panthers i don't know why i'm kind of leaning towards the under in this game guys we all know that florida can score goals it's what they do dallas has been looking pretty good offensively as well but as far as goaltending wise this goes dallas has been playing pretty well, and we all know Bobrovsky's back in one of his, you know, hit or miss years. He's on a hit this year. It seems like the guy's either up one and then down two. Well, this seems to be an up year for the guy. So uh, I'm, I'm looking towards the under here, no matter what that is. That's I mean, the Panthers have had seven straight overs. I'm, I do want to wait to see how Dallas plays against Seattle tonight on Wednesday before kind of deciding on this game. But 
Dallas has been a much better team at home. They're on the road here in Florida. Hopefully Florida's not too big of a favorite because I, I would like to take them here, but I don't know what I would put it up at because well, I want to wait to see what, what happens happens tonight against Seattle. Yeah, I'm kind of there with you. Uh, Stars, they're not a great road team, but the uh, yeah, this is a tough one right here. There's there's a interesting clash of styles. You know, the Panthers are a bit lighter, faster team. The Stars, you know, they're they're older, more physical. So it'll be interesting. I think there'll be a lot of uh, special teams plays in this one. We know the Stars have a great power play. Panthers, of course, do as well. Um, yeah, so I, I could see like a sneaky over here. I know the Stars typically they, they play more under games. The Panthers play over games, so it, it, it could be correlated there, but. Uh, I think this will be a, a great one to watch, the two different styles of play. And I think a lot will come down to whether the which goalies, goalie st- shows up. I'm telling you guys, the only thing that's going to be going in in that game is people fucking in the press <laughs> box, okay? I'm going to keep this going for like a month, so get used to it right now. Whenever we bring up the Panthers, it's just going to be fucking in the press <laughs> oh, box it, shows. It's, that, that's great. That, that's one of the best things that happened in, in hockey in, in quite a while, honestly. <laughs> of course, it's in Sunrise. Yeah, where else, eh? Let's do a bunch of fucking nose beers and go bang one out at a fucking Panthers game. Beauty. (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving down to the 8 p.m. slate here. We got the Anaheim Ducks against the Minnesota Wild. Two pretty good games here back-to-back. Game itself is in Minnesota. For this one... Boys, this one kind of kills me to say here. This one hurts. I'm leaning towards Minnesota here. And two reasons. I love the Ducks. We've had a lot of fun with the Ducks this year. Anaheim's road wet record is at 7-7-3. Seven, seven, and three. Now, Minnesota's home record through this year is 11-3-1. and one. So I got to tell you, as long as it's not like, I don't know, minus 180 or something, which it shouldn't be, right? You think the, you think the line wouldn't be that big? I'm kind of like in Minnesota money line. If not, maybe an underplay or maybe even Minnesota in regulation here. Yeah, you know, I'm everything you said. I completely agree with Wild. If, if they're a smaller favorite, minus 150 or less, I'd probably take maybe sprinkle on the puck line or a regulation just to get better odds. Yeah, I'm. You have to lean towards the under here. I mean, Gibson may not be back, but Anthony Stolarz has played really well on net. So, and the Wild have been great at home. These are two teams that are solid defensively. So, I would lean to to Minnesota in, in the under here. I don't know, guys. I don't know. Uh, I think the, uh, the Ducks might be quacking here. Uh, the Wild, they haven't been playing as well recently since the break. Uh, a lot of that has to do with missing those guys. Um, Jared Spurgeon, Joel Erickson Eck, and uh, Kaprizov now, too, is questionable for Friday. Uh, well, we'll see if uh, Kaprizov gets back in time. Joel Erickson Eck, apparently they're probable now. But... Uh, yeah, and Jonas Brodin, too, is a big miss. But the Ducks, I think they they can come out uh, flying, if you pardon the pun, after a pretty <laughs> lame performance against the Pens, uh, even on the road. I think they have a chance here. The the Wild were really lucky to win that, that game in OT the other day, 3-2. Uh, they were massively outplayed. And uh, I think they have the... I think it'll be a close game here. We'll see where the line goes. But uh, if the Ducks are a good-sized dog, I might put a few shackles on them. All right, I'll tell you what right here. This is a Friday night game. 
This is an 8 p.m. on a Friday night game here with three other games on the slot. Yeah, Dallas-Florida will be a good one to watch, but this could be a good game too. Uh, the next game coming up isn't that great. So this this is a green light special, boys. This is a get off work at 3, get home by 3.45, start fucking boozing your teeth off and shit before a puck drop. I plan on being absolutely shit fucking hammered before this 8 p.m. game here. Now I'm telling you right now, if that Slack group is quacking... I'm not going to put any bets on this game until like two minutes before puck drop. And if that slack group is quacking here, maybe, just maybe, I'll pound a bunch of fucking beers and hammer the goddamn ducks with the boys. So that might be the fucking play. I love the wild. Everything's telling me to go wild. But if the boys are buckled and we're betting the ducks at 8 p.m. on a Friday night, I'm taking the green light special, okay? Change of heart. That's how she fucking goes. So my, my bet's in your hands here, guys. It wasn't hard to change your mind, was it? <laughs> <laughs> doesn't take much, fella. It doesn't take fucking much. All right. Moving down to the 9 p.m. slot here. Uh, last game of the night here. Looks like on the Friday. Arizona Coyotes on the road against the Colorado Avalanche. Game itself is in Colorado. Joel, what do you think here, bud? Yeah, simply put, best team in the West against the worst team in the West. Uh, this will be one of the biggest money line differences of the season so far. Uh, yeah, there's not much else to say here. Uh, I mean, unless the ads are just sleeping or drunk or hungover or whatever, they should walk through this game easily. And if they don't, I'm going to have words with them. Um, though it could have something to do with the goaltending because Kemper's been... Really, really shaky last couple of games. Uh, maybe we'll see some France use action here. I haven't looked at the schedule on Saturday. They might, this might be a back-to-back, too, for the Avs. Uh, so it, we, it could very well be France use. Um, but uh, I'm not... Uh, I'm going to bet this game, of course. It's the Avalanche. bet every fucking Avalanche game. But as of this moment, there, there's nothing else to say. It's just uh, good against bad. I don't, I don't see the Coyotes... Uh, um, being pesky in this one, though I do have a feeling that they they might uh, give the Leafs some Don't trouble out there. Town. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. This fucking guy is gonna be. The yeah, it is gonna be a back to back for Colorado, so you could see either goalie starting. But we could how how big of a favorite are they gonna be? They they haven't been over like on on the covers like past results page. I see minus three eighty two against Detroit. They were minus three twenty six against Ottawa. We're going to see like minus 400, like minus 500 here because we, we definitely could. The play here is going to be the over or just either the Colorado team total over. They scored four goals, four or more goals in six straight games. They scored four or more in 24 of 33 games this season. And the games where they haven't scored four goals have been against pretty good teams. Dallas, Vegas, Florida, Nashville, Columbus, Florida, Toronto, Washington, St. Louis. Besides that, they scored four or more goals. So even if that's over three and a half minus like 150, 160, I feel like that's still still a good bet because they're going to be a much bigger favorite on the money line. I'll say it's in the minus 380, minus 400 range at most, I think. Joel, is Nate McKinnon healthy? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Well, I'll tell you right now. Arizona is last in the league when it comes to penalty minutes. They're averaging 13 and a half penalty minutes a game which tells me that they're not going to be able to keep up to Colorado skating. They're going to be hooking. They're going to be tripping just to fucking shut the boys down here, which means 
Colorado's going to be on the power play, which means Nathan fucking McKinnon, Nate Dog Daddy is going to be absolutely buzzing. Give me Nathan McKinnon shots over. It's probably going to be at about 4.5. It normally is with him. Give me McKinnon on the over on the shots of 4.5. I think he's going to have 29 shots alone this game. Uh, Colorado's going to win by a million. So if you want to take the puck line, take that too. But I'll be looking out for that Nate Dog uh, shot total. Probably Cal McCarr as well. Yeah, I told you guys, this guy lets every Leafs <laughs> angle affect his bets. He's only saying this because McKinnon got 12 shots against him on Saturday. So of course I'll have you know. the Coyotes will be 29. In playoffs. <laughs> every time, every freaking bet is tied no, to the Leafs. No, 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 no. In playoffs two years ago, I was hammering fucking McKinnon in the bubble for shots over. Because all that guy did was just fucking wheel and deal, baby. And I won probably about a good 75% of those bets. So I see him just licking his chops here. This is a pad the stats. This is a, okay, this could give me an extra, you know, two goals uh, two goals on my total here on the entire year. So Nate Dogg's going to be licking his chops. But you know what? McKinnon's no longer the best player in the Avalanche. It's Kale oh. McCarr. This guy is the real <laughs> fucking deal. He's going to win the Norris. Those prices keep dropping. I'm loving it. Uh, he's scoring every other game. He, he's just, uh, he's a machine. He, he's McKinnon on defense. Mixed with, I don't know. Uh, Matthews on Give me defense? a good shutdown defenseman. Yeah, no. Morgan Riley? <laughs> Morgan no, Riley. no, no, no. No, he's the opposite of Tyson Berry, okay? He, he, is, uh, he is smart. He is smart defensively, and he can skate offensively, and uh, he knows where to put the puck. And uh, he's he's been better than McKinnon this year, to be honest. And that that is a, the best surprise of all. What did you uh, What did you get for odds for him winning the Norris? You got in early, didn't you? It was early. It was plus four seventy five. He's down Ooh. to plus one seventy five. So Ooh, that's pretty looking good. McKinnon has had five or more shots in thirteen of twenty three games this season, so that's over half. And Joel, I was looking at this before because McKinnon's only shooting like five percent this season. Is he just shooting more for rebounds? Is he gotten bad luck? Like, is that a spot where he's going to get better luck in the second half and score more goals? Maybe a Hart Trophy future, or is that just kind of what no. he's been doing this season? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. It, it, it's more of a bad luck thing. Uh, he, that's the thing with these the uh, high volume shooters, right? They can get in these bad patches, but when they go off, they just go off and uh, score like uh, thirteen games in a row. Like Matthew's got the same situation. Like his expected goals is a lot higher this year than what he's actually scoring, as opposed to last year when he was uh, scoring more than he was expected to. So it's just a matter of, uh, you know, getting that puck lock, that confidence, and uh, the pucks just go in in bunches. So, uh, yeah, expect both McKinnon and Matthews to score more and more going forward. I mean, you got Matthews plus 1,200, McKinnon plus 2,000 to win the heart. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the way, that the, Oilers, the way the Oilers are struggling too, those uh, dry settle and McDavid will fall off a bit maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that a lot. You know, you brought it up. Uh, Nate McKinnon's a you know pretty good player. He's got a pretty good shot, and I'm sure he's a pretty good guy, right? He looks like he has a lot of fun in those uh, in those Tim Hortons commercials. Uh, I mean, trailer he's no Austin. Yeah, great in Trailer Park Boys. That's a very good point. Uh, pretty pretty uh, pretty cool episodes there. Uh, I mean, he's no Austin Matthews, but he's a pretty good shot, right? <laughs> That's all my Austin Matthews has. <laughs> Yo, six stats, buddy. Come on. All right, boys, that covers our fucking Thursday and Friday slates here. A little bit extra thrown in at the end here. We'll jump into our mortal locks, dogs, and totals. Our uh, our current standings for how we're going. Oh, God. Uh, 
fuck, this sucks. Uh, Ryan, you want to read this, but I don't want to read it. <laughs> um, I am uh, currently in last place. I am uh, negative 7.2 units since we've started keeping track. Talon is slightly ahead of me at negative 5.71 units. And Joel is is way ahead of the pack here at plus 5.65 units. So we got we got a lot of fucking work to do here. <laughs> yeah, we're in trouble, bud. Uh, I'll, I'll kick us off here for uh, for this show, boys. Uh, for my lock, I got Pittsburgh money line versus LA at minus one forty five. I'm just, I need a win. I need, I need a win this fucking week. Okay, I need to go at least two for three here, and I'm hoping that the Penguins can get it done on the road for me. They look pretty fucking good so far. I know you guys were saying you like LA in this game. Fuck that. Give me the uh, give me the Penguins. Give me Gino back. Two goals, one assist. Thank you, Joel, for reminding us. Uh, I'm, I'm liking the Penguins here. For my dogs, I switched things up. I took a puck line dog for the first time so far. I'm taking St. Louis puck line plus 115 versus Seattle. I like the plus money, too, and I think I brought it up earlier. Uh, Seattle's locked six in a row. Four of their last six losses have been by two goals. Uh, St. Louis is a pretty good squad, too. So I'm taking St. Louis puck line plus 115. And for my over-under, for my total bets, now the line hasn't been moved here, but we did talk about it on this uh, slate. For the Friday game, there's no line. But no matter what the line is released at, and we're going to go back and we're going to add the numbers in so you know no one's fleecing each other here. As soon as it's dropped, I'm taking the under in the Dallas-Florida game. So whatever that is, if it's 5.5, I'm taking it. If it's 6, I'm taking it. I mean, it, it won't be anything under 5.5, so it'll probably be either one of those two. But give me the under in that. All right, for my lock, I'm going with the Carolina Hurricanes, minus one and a half, plus 105. All five of their wins, five straight wins, were by two or more goals before they lost to Florida. Columbus lost four of their past five. All of them have been by two or more goals. So give me a plus 105 lock there. Try to get back in it. And my dog, I'm going for a big dog here. I got the Flyers, plus 200 at Boston. Back-to-back for the Bruins. It looks like they're going to win tonight against Montreal. They're up 3 nothing after one. Gonna be gonna be a rusty Tukarask. It's gonna be a motivated Flyers team. I'm hoping there's there's some value there on the Flyers at plus 200. Then my total going back to that Carolina game, taking the over six there in the Blue Jackets at the Hurricanes. Uh, Hurricanes have have scored a lot recently. Five of the past six games have gone over. Uh, seven of the last Blue Jackets nine games have gone over the total. So, at worst case, I'm seeing a push there at a 4-2 game, but I, I could see the the Hurricanes scoring five or six themselves. Myself, I'm going with the Jets against the Red Wings. Uh, I know the Red Wings had a bit of a fraudulent first half of the season, or first third, whatever you want to call it, and they're starting to die down, whereas the Jets got a bit unlucky at times. And now you'll see what uh, Paul Maurice's absence means to these guys. Maybe they, they do find that that new voice, new energy, and uh, I think that they'll have a, a stronger second half of the season. They'll, they'll beat the Red Wings here. Uh, that's at minus 140. And my dog, uh, to be honest, I'm a nice guy. I kind of want this to lose because it's going against talent's lock. <laughs> <laughs> my dog is the Kings, plus 125. Though I think that the the, the money might come in on Pittsburgh again, uh, based on how they've been playing lately. So you might be uh, uh, you might have a better price by the time this drops. And my total actually switched this around mid-show. Uh, I, I started with the, the Sabres Preds under six or under five and a half, whatever it was, and I switched it to the the Jets Red Wings over six. Uh, 
because uh, Ryan reminded me that it's Aaron fucking Dell and that. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the Preds might score five or six on their own. Uh, so I switched the Jets and Red Wings over six because uh, both teams have uh, weak, weak defensive numbers. So uh, unless the goalies stand in their heads, I think that this is a, a good price to lay it. Plus 105 over six. That I think there will be seven plus goals in this game. Ryan, I'm telling you, buddy, this is our chance, oh, man. This is he's not he's not trusting his gut. You gotta trust your gut instinct. He went against it. I was gonna say I'm feeling good. We get a uh, Red Wings three two win. We get a Penguins win. We're we're right back in it, you know. I think I think he might just be being nice to us and trying to uh <laughs> trying to let us get a little closer. Who fucking knows? <laughs> <laughs> just trying to pick the losers. Yeah, fuck. All right, guys. Well, uh, before we head out here, we'll tell everybody again. We said at the beginning of the show, we say it every show. Go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. Uh, that's the place to be. A lot of uh, lots of some good action coming up when it comes to college hoops. Uh, NFL playoffs right around the corner this weekend. That'll be a fucking blast. Uh, some good golf on. You'll catch me cheering on my boys. Cameron Smith, Hideki Matsuyama, and the Canadian Corey Connors at the uh, Sunny Open in Hawaii starting tomorrow. Look out for that. Uh, check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network golf uh, show that we have going on, too. Lots of cool stuff there. I listened to it today. It was fucking awesome. And uh, by all means, boys, go to the fucking Slack group. If you're listening to this show, we say it all show. We say it every show. If you're not in the Slack channel, it, it takes nothing. Just download the fucking Slack Join the hockey channel. Have a good fucking time. We're going to be in there. Ryan's going to be throwing player props. Joel's going to be stirring the pot. Fucking, I'll be, I don't know, if I'm not sleeping, I'll be fucking saying hello and doing shit, posting some KHL bets or whatever. Get in the Slack group. It's a fucking blast. Yeah, and if you're listening this long into the show, we, we know you guys love us, so make sure you uh, subscribe to the Hockey Gambling Podcast feed wherever you listen to your podcast. If that's on Apple, you can go to sg.pn slash hockey. You can go to sg.pn slash hockey s for spotify so you know leave leave a rating and review it helps helps people find the show it helps people kind of get out get out there more and we can kind of grow the show together and kind of win some more money here all right i'm Tom jenkins you, you can find me at twitter at talent underscore jenkins 94 i'm ryan gilbert you can follow me on twitter at r gilbert sop i'm joel meyer and you can find me bombing the detroit red wings with the winnipeg jets <laughs> Get the fuck out. You still got COVID. How's your COVID toe, Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> Peace.